I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Index Delivery the AI Podcast channel. I'm your host, usual guy, Drinkle, and still got my two regulars with me. Alex, the weather Hello. is spot on here. It is nine degrees. Oh my god. I went out to get my new takeaway a couple of hours ago, and it was eight and a half degrees, Oof. and I pretty much nearly froze to death. Beautiful. Fairly certain if you someone had if a doctor had done a test on me, I may have had frostbite in the fingers. It was atrocious. Sounds perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, sounds like hoodie weather, which is the best weather. I bet you, I, I bet no. you wear a hoodie at like thirty degrees, you freak. <laughs> I wear yeah, anything anything below twenty is hoodie weather. Oh. It's absolutely hoodie weather. Can't be wearing a t shirt. Anything, once it hits 30, shorts. You know, sometimes you might want to look nice and go out wearing jeans. It's fine. Jean shorts? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll be John Cena. <laughs> uh, classic. And to do, how, how, how's the southern weather? Um, It's okay. The sun keeps teasing us. It comes out every now and then, and then it disappears. So that's not fun. I did you have the rain this morning? 17 degrees, partly cloudy here. Is it? Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. See, that's just, this is this is why we need to discuss this. See? <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the context of the entire podcast. It is. In fact, some might say it's the it's the reason people tune into this podcast, just so they can, you know, oh, get an update and nobody, feel good about themselves. Nobody's listened beyond five minutes in the last few weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's there to talk about? Uh, Australia was quite cold two days ago. Who <laughs> knew? <laughs> People just relaying the weather to their loved ones in small talk. Oh yeah, you know it's freezing in Australia. How do you know that? No, just podcast I listen to. Oh dear. Um. But anyway, let's get on with Z wrestling. Um. Which we're going to do NXT in your house. Uh, we're going to try it. We, we say this every podcast, and then at the end of the show, when we're about two hours in, it takes <laughs> welcome, welcome to <laughs> welcome to the third hour. Uh, we're going to try and keep this one shortish, and we're going to um, we're going to do NXT in your house, which is obviously not. It, it's a great card, but it's not the longest card. Um, so let's get into it. I mean, we, we'll start with Raw a little bit. We're not going to do a full 
uh, Raw recap because it wasn't the best episode. Um, but there was a couple things, and shall we save bowling for last or start with bowling? Start with bowling. It was the greatest. Well, maybe not the greatest because it's facing some stiff competition lately in terms of segments done outside the performance center. But it was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. It's pretty much it. I've, I don't think they're topping each week to week, but they're, they're just keeping it at the same level, and it's amazing. It's yeah, like, they're matching it, aren't they? As they are, it's like the 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 um the tropes, I guess, of the cringy segment are being carried on week by week, and it makes you laugh. Uh, it it just keeps making you. I don't know what the word is. You know when you cringe laugh to the point where you're sort of like, oh my god, this is amazing. I don't really know why I'm laughing, but. It's just so funny anyway. I don't, I wonder if there's a word for that, but it's just, yeah, that kind of laughter is. <laughs> just when they, pull, when they reached into the bowling ball thingy and they pulled out the turkey leg, I just lost it. Hmm. It's just uh, tremendous. It It is. It's just... It's just something you would... It, that <laughs> a couple of years ago they'd probably do it horrendously, but now that there's a cinematic universe, they've just learned to do it perfectly. And maybe I'm just that desperate for content, but I just love it. <laughs> I love all this shit. Oh dear. Um, Tadiwa, your your thoughts on bowling, and do you have a favourite sketch uh, sketch so far? I think my favourite is still probably the basketball one, purely because mm. it was the first one. We didn't really know what to expect from these. And it was so out of left field, I'd, I'd really find it so funny. Um, with the bowling one, the only issue I had was they've kept the same thread in terms of one team pretends they don't know what they're doing, and then they get a like a showcase, a few minutes where they show, oh, we can actually do this. I'd love them to alter that a little bit, do something original there. But other than that, I, I thought it was really, really funny. Um, yeah, the turkey leg had me in tears. Um, in terms of Ivor getting hit on again, love the continuity. It's just, I suppose the only disappointing thing was there's no new feud. There's no new animal feud. What's going on there? Well, the block behind the counter was close, I reckon. Especially, but then he brought out the smoke. He brought <laughs> yeah. out the smoke machine. So. Yeah, when he brought out the smoke, I just lost. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And he did it with such a nonchalant face as well. It's just, yeah, uh, I reckon that's the closest thing we got to the animal in this in this little episode. It is. It, 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 it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I don't know what they're going to do next week. I mean, it must be like due tennis or something like that. <laughs> it's actually a decathlon. Oh, God. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Oh god, it's it's gonna be so good. Oh, they geez. they have very good chemistry as well. These two, oh, these two teams, mm. I should say. Just you, you wouldn't expect it, but it's it is fantastic. I, I, I just, wonder where I, where they go from here as well once these these segments are done. I just kind of hope they never wrestle because then they'll have to finish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it'll be great. I'm not sure about which events they're going to put into it because I don't know if they're sticking to a true decathlon, but I can just imagine the jokes and stuff with regards to, let's say, a javelin, where they throw it and, and it just goes somewhere else. Uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be yeah. amazing. It would be great. Someone's going to call Ivar Cube because he is, let's be honest. 
He's he's adorable. He is. Um, well, that was the good of Raw. And probably the continued good of Raw is, uh, well, might be a bit contentious, but the the US title stuff. Um, we kind of talked about it last week with Andrade being somewhat buried, maybe not buried yet, but this week kind of continued the burying. Christ, that's, that's the most I've said buried ever. Um, but it, it seems to be continued and him getting pinned uh, just by a roll-up, I think it was. If I remember, oh, was it his powerbomb? It was a powerbomb, wasn't it? Um, but what, what what do we make of the US title stuff? I mean, we kind of criticise the Kevin Owens stuff, but at least now he's wrestling again, I suppose. But uh, Apollo Crews, I imagine it's going to turn into Apollo Crews v Gaza at some point if they keep booking Andrade weekly. Uh, Alex, I should say. Yeah, I well, there's two things here. Okay, so there's two threads I want to tug on. One is, yeah, the, I think Gaza's probably the f- feud. You're right. I don't really know what they're doing with Andrade. They probably could have laid it out a bit better in terms of giving him a bit more, like, motivation. Like, have him, like, visibly going... Well, obviously, they sort of did that have, when he, he was angry backstage, kicking the stuff after he lost the title. But have him be, like... I can't like that title's mine. That title's mine. I, you, you just, you know, the classic heel shtick of I wasn't ready or you didn't deserve it or blah blah blah. Um, which I think they did well with Kevin Owens actually when he came out to face. Um, when well for the US title match that sort of mm. was half a US title match and, and like it's half an open challenge that was sort of an open challenge from the other way around. Yeah, that it, the cruise thing was interesting, but. When uh, Owen said, "Like, I, I'm sorry, your your reign's gonna be so short." I like it when faces aren't like pure baby faces when they've got yeah. a bit of an edge to them, and I like how Polo Cruz just sort of laughed and went, <laughs> "Yeah, right, yeah, sure." And also the bit with the low blow where Kevin sort of incidentally kicked him low, and then Cruz was faking it sort of, and then attacked him. I'd love if they gave Apollo Cruz a bit of like extra character here by basically making him. Um, so paranoid about losing the title that he eventually turns sort of heel. And they did it with, I don't know if you guys were watching NXT in the, in the early stages with Adrian Neville when he won the mm. title. Um, basically he, he was face, 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 face. And then Sami Zayn, who was sort of the golden child of NXT started becoming more popular. So NXT, so they basically decided to go, okay, well, let's slowly turn Neville heel. Let's just make him so obsessed with keeping this title that he's sort of a half heel, half He's still acting like a babyface, but he's fighting Zane, who's a bigger babyface, and he is so paranoid to keep this title. He will cheat. He will do dark. He would like get the easy way out just to win the title. And I hope they give that to Cruz because that would be that would be good fun. Um, but obviously, you can't really do that with Garza yet. Mm. I miss heel level. I know he's I know he's packing AEW, but I, heel level was so good. <laughs> yeah, you busted. Yeah. That, that time when he lost the Cruz away title and he came back. Like he hadn't showered or anything. Mm. Yeah, day. with the bags under his eyes. <laughs> excellent, excellent stuff. Imagine if they did that as a proper main roster figure. It would be so good. Um, well, not... they sort of did uh, no, something it, similar no. when Seth lost lost to KO, remember? True. When he came out all disheveled. That was just before the... That was just before he, he went to the feud with Drew, I think. That's what I'm thinking of. Or was it before WrestleMania? Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> and it was sometime in this in the Rona era, he came out with like completely disheveled face. Like he 
pencil it. Oh no, yes, it was after WrestleMania because uh, it was when he Rey Mysterio got sacrificed, which maybe is our segue into the Wasn't it also <sighs> after Becky had well yeah. the episode that Becky was announcing her? Yes, her so it must have been after Money in the Bank. It's all a big blur. We'll let you off. Oh, it's just a blur. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, but we'll move on. Uh, we'll get well. We'll get into the the Seth Rollins stuff because it kind of links in. Um, Seth Rollins losing. I know it wasn't clean um, to do, but uh, Seth Rollins losing is to Alistair Black, so it's not it make him look weak. But he's going to have to beat some people. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see because um, it's it's the issue they seem to have with all of their heels at the moment is no one seems to be being booked strong. Uh, we've spoken about Baron Corbin and then now with Seth Rollins, especially considering how on this part, based on this podcast at least, he's going to have to face Edge at some point. Mm. And if he continues to take these L's, I, I don't know how you can book him strongly. I suppose their logic is that even though he's losing the matches after the matches, he's getting to beat the guys up anyway. Mm-hmm. So he, he still doesn't come off as weak, but uh, I would like him to start racking up a few wins. I, and I would love him to start with Rey Mysterio. I really mm-hmm. want him to beat Rey Mysterio. I want him to, well, my fantasy booking, I want Dominic to join Seth and be under Seth control. That would be, ooh, that would be great. And, and I think that is what then pushes Ray to come out of quote unquote retirement to try and save Dominic from, from Seth's spell. But, you know, he, either he loses the first one and then eventually can win or whatever. But I really want that. That's what I want from this whole feud. I quite like that, to be honest. As long as Samoa Joe gets the choke out, Dominic. I mean, it'd work if he joins the Messiah, the Messiah complex, as I'm calling them. Um, then Joe has the motivation because he hates Seth Rollins. So it could work. It could technically, it could be a thing that actually happens. It's been a year in the building, and I still, I still need to see Dominic get choked out by Samoa Joe. <laughs> it just needs to happen. It does need to happen. Oh dear, um, but yeah, more good stuff from Seth. Uh, enjoyable match whilst it lasted, even though it was TV and short. Um, anything else you just want to bring up before we get on to Naya and then we'll get into NXT? Uh no, not really. I think the overall, oh yeah, one thing. Randy's promo was excellent. Mm. I think he's been doing some of his greatest promo work, which is a high bar against Edge. Um. I like that neither of them seems all that keen on the whole greatest match ever, Monica. They're both sort of like... The greatest showman music as well is terrible. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, The only way this could possibly actually work is if Randy hits an RKO inside a minute and it's just like, oh, that was the greatest match ever and yet. It's over in like 45 seconds. Mm. That would be a nice anticlimax that I I would totally rate. This is definitely going to be an event of pay-per-view, isn't it? <sighs> Probably, but it won't live up to it. It's my, my biggest mm. worry. Yeah, I hope it doesn't, because when champions stop main event in pay-per-views, that's when they become secondary champions, and that's how you piss off CM Punk, disuse Daniel Bryan. It's just, it's, it was mm. a problem. Although Drew, Drew looks class, I must he does. say. So 
if they de- if they manage to derail this, I'm not saying they won't, but if they manage to derail this, they they will have truly fucked it up royally. Mm. We're making new stars, Vince. Yeah, and champions on the first match of the night. That's probably fuck up my chief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, to do with then. I mean, Nia Jax. We it's becoming a running feed, probably on every wrestling podcast, but surely is on ours. She, she is she trying to end Carrie Sane's career? What was she up to? Ah, uh, no clue. Uh, well, some clue. I I think she uh, and Alex has, has mentioned this in the past. She's so fixated on how how much of a role in Vodacomics she played in Becky's rise to the top, um, which is quite frustrating. She's not understanding that. No, Becky just, you know, took something that was really, really bad and, and turned it into something amazing. Um, but, oh, this match, we knew for over a week what was going to happen because reports had already come out that she, well, that there was an incident and you'd like to hold back and say, we'll wait until we see the footage to see whose fault it was or if you can put any blame or anything like that. But even seeing it, you know, the sec- seeing it after having heard it described, it was still quite nasty. Um, I, I, I gasped out loud when I saw it, and it, it's just really disappointing that she's not improving at all, and she's not taking care of other athletes, especially considering that that's your primary job, to take care of the other person in the ring. Um, you can still get all over while doing that, and... Even the leg drop that she she did didn't look that great, mm. um, and obviously as a result of it, I saw some people online were were saying, you know, I, I guess there were Naya stands or something. They were saying that people were were trying to to blame Naya. Look, there wasn't even any blood or anything. Um, it, it's difficult to even talk to those people because it's clear that WWE edited that footage. Um, so what happened is whilst they were taping. When the incident happened, um, it was, you know, Naya grabbed Kyrie by the hair, threw her into the stairs, and it was quite a deep cut. Uh, she started bleeding, so they had to basically cut, um, cut the taping, have the medical staff come in, clean Kyrie up. Kyrie insisted on finishing the match. Um, so they cleaned her up and then quickly finished the match, obviously, with editing and stuff. That's why there wasn't any blood visible, but it, it definitely was there. And then also, I don't know, and maybe this might be the only thing I've seen that, that could make sense to defend Naya, is the fact that um, Kyrie might not have been like in the right maybe state of mind or mind frame would be a, a way to put it because, you know, considering what happened, because th- th- this was taped two weeks ago. Um, the stuff with Hanakamura, yeah. Yeah, the stuff with Hanakamura, uh, her passing would have been like right in between that time when they were taping. So maybe Kyrie was a bit distracted or something. That's the only thing I could possibly see defending Naya, but usually... Kyrie is really good in the ring. Um, she knows what she's doing, whereas Nia's got a whole history of, of incidents. Even uh, with Kyrie, yeah. though, that's the thing. She might. I, there's no way Kyrie can trust Nia because the history of incidents has involved Kyrie over the last few weeks. And like, 
you can't honestly go into that ring in that headspace, like you said, because I think that probably would, would have played a part, and trust that you're there with a professional who's got your the best interests of your safety at heart, because it's clear she doesn't. Like, it, the worst part is she doesn't look like she even cares. She, the way mm. she wrestles is so, she doesn't put any emphasis on her performance. She can't talk. It's like she doesn't want to be there. And I've heard in the past how she said, like, she doesn't really like wrestling that much. It's just sort of something that she does and she'd rather do, like, plus size modeling and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with being more interested in modeling than wrestling because, I mean, plenty of girls have that and wrestling's hard. But if you're doing it and if you want to, to be a wrestler, then you have to be safe and she's just not and the other thing is she's just diabolically bad at what she does so just get rid of her I mean they won't get rid of her Teddy said exactly this before she's a rock star and she's untouchable but she's just awful yeah and there's one thing being bad and that is one thing being unsafe and that, that's the main point <clears throat> it's just it, it's affecting the other talent who, who this is their dream I mean you imagine I dreamed of being a WWE superstar, but the reality you might not she might not want to do it anymore. But you must think <clears throat> all the other or most of the other talent you presume their dream is to be a wrestling superstar, or maybe specifically a WWE superstar, and she can take that away with just one mistake. And I mean, it's not lucky that uh, Kyrie only just got a head cut and a few a, a few stitches, but it's it getting worse every time. It. it it, it's it's quite worrying, and, and the thing about trust, you mentioned Kyrie losing trust. Imagine anyone trying to work with her lose trust. It's and you simply just can't have that in a wrestling situation. I mean, I've ne- I've never been in the ring or out like that, but surely protecting each other is the first thing you'd probably learn. <laughs> it's just absolutely, uh, and also the whole the, like the actual incident got edited out of. Think WWE's YouTube version of the match, or the any or the network, or something. Mm. Something else got edited, even a post edit, which makes you think, "Yeah, Jesus, she's going to be in the doghouse for this." Yeah. They know, mm-hmm. they've noticed, and she's going to get a real talking to. I just kind of hope they probably won't do. I just kind of ask a batter within three seconds of the backlash. That that would be it's that the would safest. Be right. It's the safest way to do it because if Ask gets injured, the Raw Women's Division is fucked. Screwed. Yeah, yeah. up shit. It, literally, you'll just hand the belt to Charlotte, and that's it. And I think most of us would sort of be like, "Well, fair, yeah, yeah, fair yeah, fine, fine." <laughs> <laughs> you have to really. Uh, but um, yeah, let's move on from that. Let, let's let's get into NXT um, because I mean, it's, NXT shows are always good, um, but um, this time it's not a takeover. It's an in your house. What what do you make about bringing back the? Uh, was it from the eighties or nineties? I think it was nineties, wasn't it? Um, what do what do you make of it today? We're bringing bringing that back for NXT. It seems quite fitting. They may as well use them. They've they've got them, and mm. they they you know paying fees for trademarks and all of that stuff. So you may as well use it. And if anyone's going to use it right, you would imagine that it's going to be NXT. So hopefully they do. I, I, my only biggest. Um, question is whether or not they're, they're going to have the original like set or some sort of house yeah. set, um, and whether or not someone's going to jump um, off off that set. 
Uh, as soon as, as, soon as anything tall comes in, you've got to jump that. off. <laughs> uh, it's like it's when the fist was on SmackDown. If someone's not jumping off that, what's the point? <laughs> Did someone? I think did Jeff end up jumping off it or something? Something on the set. Don't oh know if God. it was actually the fist. Didn't Shane jump off the fist? Probably. Probably. There's not much he hasn't jumped off. Oh, <laughs> uh, bless him. The madman. Um, someone wanted to jump. The greatest wrestler in the world. Uh, uh, am I a masochist for sort of missing that? Yes, but I yeah, do. Yeah, I fair. do too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, just for that um, bit, not, not seeing him as a character, but just that bit. That was a bit. No, just that bit, exactly. Yeah. Uh, also, the, I mean, the take the in your house thing will work. I mean, it's probably the most, like, accurate non, oh, the accurate Rona era pay per view, because, I mean, it was sort of designed to be a bit different to a pay per view, not as grandiose, sort of the idea that it's like, uh, yeah, because it came out in the, in the late 80s, I think, and then all the way through the 90s, that um, it was sort of different. It was streamed live on pay-per-view. It's in your house, meaning like, not quite as uh, focused on the arena stuff. And I think the main event, which we'll probably get to later, will probably be the most natural sort of cinematic universe match we've seen, purely because mm. Dream... Dream is that sort of wrestler. He he is that sort of trippy in your house wrestler, uh, and the pay per view suits it too. Yeah, absolutely. It's not something I've overly experienced, but I mean, watch stuff on the network and stuff. Like that. It, it it does look quite fitting for NXT. Uh, but let's get into the card. Um, six woman tag team match. Is this is this one of the matches that'll be on NXT the next week, or is it actually going to be on the card? Well, I don't know because I mean the medium. And Johnny Gargano, uh, Candice LeRae, oh, sorry, and Keith Lee, obviously, me and Keith Lee, feud sort of came to a combined head with a mixed tag match on NXT this week, which was interesting, but that sort of then set up Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano for the title, which makes sense, but then I, I figured that would just lead to a Candice versus me, a sort of blow-off in a couple of weeks, like a proper blow-off match. But this seems to be a bit more sort of just placeholdery to try and get them both on the pay per view and still get Tegan versus Dakota cranking as well. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think of the idea of Tegan Dakota carrying on, but I still don't think it's really had a resolution yet. So, I mean, not that it needs a resolution. I've not been watching it. I've not watched NXT week to week. Um, but it was. If I remember correctly, didn't was it a Street Fighter the last takeover or did they do that on an ex on a Yeah. No, it was on Takeover and that's where Raquel Gonzalez Yes, debuted. that was it. It was a bit disappointing if I remember correctly, wasn't it? Well the actual match was great and the ending was sort of a bit Yeah, disappointing to the world or sort of a bit jarring. Like, wait, really? Is that mm. is that what we're doing? But I mean it's work, because Raquel Gonzalez sort of needed someone to play off the debut. Mm. But still, yeah, it's a bit odd. Has it de- has it developed much since then the feud, or is it just kind of same you're you're a bitch, you're a bitch, they, well, they had a good cage match, uh, basically where Tegan not or Raquel Gonzalez trapped Tegan not Tegan yeah, between so the cage door and the yeah. yep, so that was great. Um but then you sort of thought, well, that'll be it, but no, they're still sort of feuding. So maybe it'll be like a Champa Gargano of never really going away, just sort of doing different things. But this tag match sort of puts a hitch on that. 
What do you do? You reckon it's over, Taddy, or do you reckon they're just going to keep stoking the fire? I think they're going to keep stoking the fire. I think this match is just a placeholder match because all of these feuds, I think they want bigger things for them later on, and because there's so many other big matches in these in this um, pay per view, and as you said, it's not necessarily one of the traditional type of pay per views. If you look at um, in your house. Um, I think maybe this was done to still give the ladies a match, but not make it uh, such a key match in the storylines that they're going for. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's, regardless of whether this is on the pay-per-view, are we calling it a pay-per-view or are we just calling it an event? We just call it a pay-per-view. Yeah, the in-your-house yeah. takeover pay-per-view. Yeah, we'll just call it a pay-per-view. Um... But anyway, uh, what more do we reckon out of this? I don't know the story, but I, I will go with the heels. Let's go. I'll go with the heels. Yeah, I think the heels, purely because... Oh, uh, yeah, the heels. Because I think Keith Lee will beat Johnny Gargano later on. Yeah, that's I reckon, my thing. I reckon the heels, and I'm, I think uh, Candice picks up the win because she needs to continue to build her character. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but that, that we kind of it kind of leads us on to Keith Lee v, v Johnny Gargano. Um, then I mean we kind of just alluded to it. I think Keith Lee will win because he's booked as a goddamn monster, and albeit Johnny Gargano's got a new character, he is literally. You just know you're going to get a five star match out of him. It doesn't matter if he wins or loses. Absolutely, and he's also really annoying now. He's very Seth Rollins like that. I think where when he when he was faced for a bit longer than you probably needed to be, well actually no, I think that's the opposite. I think Seth was faced for longer than he needed to be. I think Johnny was faced, and then he went heel when they were trying to do the uh, Champer angle, and then they had a plan, and Vince called up DIY randomly and said, "Okay, you're back together now, even though you were just feuding, and you're also faces, even though you're both just heels." Uh, and then uh, NXT was sort of like, "Right, stop it." we're going to put you back to where you were and then do the heel turn again, which they sort of done, but a bit better, I think, because they've included Candice and because Champer is not there sort of looming. Um, but yeah, the, the other thing that Johnny relates to Seth with is that as a chicken shit heel, he can eat a loss. Uh, and I don't think Keith Lee is going up anytime soon. I'm almost certain NXT want to keep him for a long time. Uh, so to me, it would just yeah make total sense for Keith Lee to just win win this. Yeah, your your thoughts to do? Uh, I'm gonna go against the grain here. Ooh. I think uh, Gargano needs the win here. Um, same reason as Candice in terms of building the new character, and I think it it's gonna be a win via you know obviously some sort of dastardly move or dastardly scenario. And that still allows Keith Lee to remain strong. Uh, it's not going to be a clean finish. And it then allows Keith Lee to do what he does best, which is to chase, I think. Um, and also, I wouldn't be surprised if, with all the changes happening in NXT, you give Gargano this title, he goes on to feud with other people, and Keith Lee gets moved up. Or... You know, well, not move, maybe not moved up to the main roster, but moves up as a challenger to to, to Cole, yeah, yeah, or something, because they need a babyface to to challenge Cole. 
spoiler alert for my yeah, prediction do. I later hadn't thought on. Of that. Yeah, so I hadn't, I, I hadn't I, thought of that at all. The, the Dijakovic was the one being set up. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but um, yeah, just like in case anyone hasn't heard, he's going to SmackDown. Raw, Raw. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Sorry, Riddle's gone to SmackDown. Uh, Dijakovic's gone to Raw, so that's two baby fa- well, two relative baby faces gone from that top tier. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right today, actually. I think he swung me here. I think Gargano could well win that North American title because it just makes all the sense and it's something NXT do. They don't like to have the titles linger on people for too long. It's either, right, now we've got to keep it interesting by not making them not making the audience think, oh, he's just going to win this again, or the audience does think, oh, he's going to win this again, but it's also like an Adam Cole or Finn Balor where the brain just keeps going and going and going and they crank out match after match after match. And yeah, I think Keith Lee is definitely going to be a better chaser. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Christ, I'm thinking, <laughs> thinking the same now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been swaying, haven't we? It's yeah. a very good point. <laughs> I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to think who else could go after Adam Cole, and I'm not... I'm There's not, no one. No... Champa can't again. Oh, maybe he technically can, but he's probably going to lose to Cross. And there's no one else in terms of baby faces. But you, Keith Lee kind of have to beat Adam Cole, though. I don't know. I think you can stretch that out a few months. Hmm. Anyway, that's for future times. Um, but uh, I, I'll stick with Keith Lee to be different. I think they kind of want to make him a monster and they'll, they'll find someone for Adam Cole. And God, God knows when the next takeover will be. Uh, maybe it's SummerSlam, but if they're doing events kind of on the road now, it might not. It might not be SummerSlam. So. Plus, plus, only... plus our SummerSlam is 10 days long. So. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is maybe they'll promote Loomis really quickly as a challenger. Because, I mean, they clearly like him. I think you and could do like fair, filler stuff with like Finn Balor as well. Yeah, yeah, I guess that too. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be. That's the thing about NXT is there is a lot of very cool 
because they they've made nice characters and I mean nice in the sense that everyone sort of has a character and has a place and has a role. Um, and AEW is the same. You sort of you can talk, you can muck around with all oh, who are they going to move up to the main title set, who are they going to shift here, who are they going to shift there, rather than just oh he's just going to get a title shot next because because storyline. Um, or sometimes not even storyline. Sometimes it's just oh hello. Uh, but yeah, the, the, uh, plenty to think about. I think in terms of ramifications of these title matches. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You think one thing with NXT, and then all of a sudden you've got Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa being the best two things in the company. <laughs> so it's it's weird. It's just how well, stuff works in NXT, and it all ninety percent of the time works. Um, Teddy, well, let's move on. For some reason, Wikipedia's got Adam Cole, the girl team dream, and I'm, I'm just going to go with Wikipedia. So the title match is in the middle of the card. I presume it'll be an event. But um, would this match be very different if it wasn't for the Velveteen situation? Like, could you have... Before that situation, could Velveteen have been the one to usurp Adam Cole? I think he could have. Um, although he... For some reason, he seems like... Um, because he's so young and he's got so much time to develop still, I thought they were going to hold him off this main title picture for quite a while and keep mm. him with the North American Championship level. Um, the fact that they hot-shotted him up made you think that uh, it was gearing up for, for some sort of coronation. Yeah, but with the things going on in the background, um, it, it's difficult to see how they put it put the title on him. Although, even before that was the situation, I still thought personally he wasn't going to win. I think they're going to keep Adam Cole strong and keep him going. The only time I can see Adam Cole losing it is if he's going to the main roster. Mm. Um, and I don't know if they're going right at this moment. Although, you know, with Undisputed Era not having any titles, if he loses his title, it, it could be a green light to, to send them up. Um, and I think it's similar to the Cody Rhodes type of storyline where you can't challenge for a title. I think it will be interesting for for Dream not to be allowed to challenge a title whenever Adam Cole has it. Um, I think they could play off that, and and that could be really cool. I, I trust them to have to be able to build that storyline and actually have some sort of continuity. Um, yeah. So for for my for my pick, I'm going to say Adam Cole keeps it and. It should be a really fun match because it's one of those cinematic ones. Um, the way they've they've set it up is that everyone's going to basically the NXT guys they had to carpool because it's already been taped. Mm. So um, the NXT guys had to uh, they had to carpool to to the to full sail. This was around like seven p.m. Um, and then cars would, were surrounding the ring and the headlights were on. And then the issue was they wanted to wait until it stopped raining to film it. So when they arrived around 7 p.m., it was still raining. Um, and then it didn't stop raining until about midnight. So they were there. <laughs> it only started taping around midnight. And... Yeah, so so they were there a while, so it'll be interesting to see how raucous the crowd is or how tired they are. Um, but yeah, other than that, cinematic WWE um, with the universe is, is is a very exciting one, and I think this is going to be an exciting match as well. 
that sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm now looking forward to this match so much more. <laughs> and I thought <laughs> it was going to be amazing either way. But that sounds... It's going to be midnight, people tired, it's going to be wet, it's going to be cars and shit. Oh my god, the sounds... Um, midnight backlot brawl is just an, an interesting sentence. It really is. Ah, oh, Christ, that's going to be so good. Um, but Adam, uh, Adam, uh, I'll read Adam Cole. Alex, that's your name. Um, but what, what do you make? I mean, <clears throat> do you agree with today with that, regardless of the Velveteen situation, Adam? Uh, uh, Christ, what, change your name. <laughs> Something that doesn't start with A. <laughs> uh, that Adam Cole's favourite, regardless of the Velveteen situation. Just call me Dean. I'll call you Barry. You, you sure? <laughs> no, Barry Barilaro. My dad <laughs> joked about that being my actual name one day. It was like, no. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I actually don't think Dream was going to be champion at all, to be honest. I think um, it's a too young thing. I also think he's obviously the injuries. There's been Issues reported, or rumoured, actually, not reported, just mostly rumoured. Issues with him, them not thinking he's quite ready yet as well. So sort of try to keep him out of the limelight. I mean, he's extremely good and he's extremely young. And obviously, we don't really want to mention the allegations because they're just allegations right now. Um, and yeah, so with all that, in terms of a, just a purely objective wrestling, excuse me, wrestling sense, I still don't think he would have won the title. I don't think the Undisputed Era are leaving NXT. Um, certainly not this year. Uh, most of the call-ups that they're getting don't necessarily need a crowd. Okay, Riddle, you want a crowd. I think I said this last week. It's annoying that call-ups are being advertised so early because I missed mm. the the um, drama of a of a surprise entrant, but I guess that drama's completely lessened in the Rona era. But yeah, I don't think the Undisputed Era are leaving NXT because I think Cole, uh, uh, sorry, Hunter and Sean just absolutely adore them. They especially adore Adam Cole. Uh, I can see why Sean would especially because he's everything that Sean was uh, in a modern time. Uh, and yeah, it's a tricky match to call purely because we don't know what it's going to be like, but yeah, I don't see Cole's championship reign ending here. If it if I, if it does, I'll be mm. stunned. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of agreeing. I think if Velveteen was meant to win it, I think they would have pulled him with the allegations. But I think they'll just continue it if he was losing anyway. So I think it makes sense for Cole to be to win it. Um, and I think we kind of alluded to it with the previous match. I think Keith Lee. Is probably being groomed to be the one who usurps him, in my opinion. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that long term prediction. Um, but anyway, uh, can I just tie something yeah. in? Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, I'll forget. In terms of, uh, we spoke about the travel plans for when they filmed the Cole and Dream match. I think that was last week Thursday. Um, in terms of last week Monday's tapings, I think it was Monday Tuesday when they'd filmed Raw SmackDown. And, and then Wednesday was NXT. So this was three days in a mm. row that the NXT guys had to come in and, and be the crowd. In terms of the logistics for that, what happened was they basically had to report to full sale at around 10 a.m. And then they got 
not necessarily COVID tests, but they had temperature tests and they had to fill in like leaflets and stuff saying, you know, where have you been? Have you gone to the shops? Have you done basically just documenting their, their, their movements? Mm. And then that was, that was about an hour. Then they all got on a bus. Right. Um, around 11, 11 a.m. ish. And that bus then took them to the PC. And then it was basically from there until about 10 p.m. They were, they were at the PC for all the filmings of, of all of the, the shows. Um, in terms of, they, they had to stand for every match. Uh, there was one point in time where someone had to go on the, the, the PA system to tell them that they were looking a bit sluggish. Um, but yeah, so they had to stand throughout all the matches. When the matches finished, um, they then could bring the chairs, put the chairs out, then sit down. And then when a new match was coming, they had to pick, put the chairs back up, like pile them up again and then go and stand. <laughs> and then obviously they, 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 they had like food, food and stuff. I'm not sure if they had a separate catering to the main roster. I, I, that I can't confirm. I think I remember hearing something like that, but yeah. So it 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 seemed very 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 much like a hazing type of thing to me, and I just didn't understand it. Yeah, so it sounds very strange. Uh, very strange. Um, but we'll move on. <laughs> just use them. Just use them and abuse them. That's why they're there for Vince, isn't it? Really. Not got to protect people's livelihoods and sanity and stuff. Just make them be crowded till midnight and stuff like that. It just, yeah, it's not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing Vincent Cove done, is it? But uh, it's just, just part of it. But uh, anyway, next match for some reason it's listed um, ahead of the uh, the championship match, and that's Finn Balor v Damian Priest. Um, it is Alex. Is this the payoff to the Finn Balor attacker? storyline or is this just some sort yes. of filler stuff yes it is okay. and the sort of the best part about the uh whole storyline has sort of been t uh travel um cameron grimes other people know him as Trevor Lee, uh or as i like to say cameron grimes because he's brilliant uh and he's basically just keeps going on and on and on about how he pinned finn Balor. He pinned finn Balor. he's like he hit the uh cave in Last week, a little week before, just screamed at the camera, that's how I beat Finn Balor, that's how I beat Finn Balor. The classic heel thing, not even acknowledging the fact that it was a screwy finish because Damien Priest came out. Um, one of the things, one of the great, one of the best things I've seen recently as well, uh, which I can't remember the Reddit account, I'm sorry, I saw it on Reddit, I can't remember the thread, but basically it said NXT's now got like three versions of Satan that you've got creepy sort of weird uh like strange artwork satan that's dexter loomis and then you've got like destruction doomsday apocalypse satan that's carrying cross and then you've got the satan that likes to bang chicks and party hard and doesn't <laughs> give a damn and wants to live forever and that's the same priest but oh yeah that's uh that's very on point uh but no i, I quite like priest he's talented Balor's comeback has been, I mean, for me anyway, it's just been great. As someone who fell in love with Prince Devitt, it's just the, the classic Devitt stuff, but on, on, on sort of an, an NXT stage. And the fact that they couldn't really last with the heel turn because everyone was cheering him anyway, 
and basically their answer was, all right, we'll just keep them the exact same and people can cheer and that's fine. It's just great. Um, it's one of the things that NXT does that the main roster doesn't, which is not just if someone's booing them, they don't get spiteful. They adapt. Happened with Bo Dallas. Happened with Neville. Happened with Sammy, as I was talking about earlier. Um, yeah, they're just great at that. Uh, but yeah, so I think this is the attacker thing. I still think Balor will probably win unless he's going to take some time off, which has been mooted. Um, so yeah, I, I think Balor's going to win. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Priest. Yeah, this one's quite interesting because I don't really know the storyline myself, as I said in the previous whatever match it was. I've not really watched NXT in a bit of a while. I really need to set up uh, <laughs> the series link again because it, it takes longer to get on the network now. Um, so yeah, I need to start recording it again and I might actually watch it. Um, but to do with it, this storyline, I mean, <clears throat> it depended on when Finn, Finn Balor takes rest seems to be it, but Damien Priest, I mean, my only other experience with him was when he was in that storyline with like Keith Lee, um, Dajakovic and Christ, why do I always forget his name? Irish bloke. Nikki's Which husband. Irish bloke? Nikki's husband. Oh, Killian Day. Killian Day, and that's it. Christ on a bike. What? Fingers, I like him, but I always forget his bloody name. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my only experience with um, with Damien Priest um, today. What, what do you make of this match and the storyline? It's an intriguing one because it's one of those where I'm genuinely not sure, you know, Damien Priest seems to not have had as many wins as he had won for, once again, mm. uh, he'll not getting too many wins. But he seems like someone that should be getting more wins. And then you come up against Finn Balor, who is uh, a formidable opponent, more so in, in NXT. Um I think I think Priest winning by any means necessary would would be would be okay with me. But the issue is you can't have that if you're also having Gargano do the same thing. Um, uh, I, I I think uh, Bella just wins and and goes on to to whatever else he continues to. And then I'm not sure how they rebuild Damian Priest. That will be interesting for me. But yeah, the the feud itself is fine um, unless. Bala loses by um, Alex's boy Grimes coming in and interrupting it. I'll I'll be okay with that. Yeah, so that that's I'm gonna say Damien Priest wins through interference from uh, Grimes. <laughs> I think you mean to say Cameron Grimes. <laughs> uh, when you say that, it reminds me of the bloke Brilliant. on Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, that's that. exactly who it reminds me of. Catch a ride. Catch a ride with the scooter, man. <laughs> Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, for my prediction, I'll go Finn just because it can't, for me, if they're not going to do Keith Lee straight away in my situation, because I predicted Keith Lee, I think Finn, the one I kind of keep strong, because he was meant to fight Walter, wasn't he? He was, yes. They mm. were building him up for that NXT UK title match. I think, oh. The Irish will kill me if I'm wrong, but I think the next UK takeover was meant to be in Dublin. Yes, it was. Even though it was, that would have been politically slightly awkward. They would have had to call it NXT UK and Ireland takeover, but that's by the by. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, I think the, uh, yeah, I don't know. But no, I still think uh, Balor will win this one, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll go with Balor as well. If they can't do Walter, I think they could all, any time, regardless of what Finn's up to, I think they can just slot him in there, really. Uh, and obviously you can't do... Well, you can do flights, especially in our stupid-ass country. But <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's uh, I think they'll keep Finn Balor strongish, and whether they just uh, slip him into the main, main event scene on, on, on normal NXT, or if they eventually could do NXT UK again with Finn. Um, I think they'll want to keep him strong. Um, the other, the other thing, sorry, tangent, because uh, I don't think there's a cruiserweight title match on this card yet. Mm. There wasn't one I checked on Thursday. Um, but two quick things actually. One, brilliant stuff with Drake Maverick. I know people have said that the storyline was sort of done in poor taste because so many people lost their jobs. But the last few weeks have had made me genuinely root for Drake Maverick every time, and that, that doesn't happen often because when you do this sort of stuff. And when you get to a certain sort of age, the magic starts fading, and you're always thinking like, "Oh yeah, they'll probably like like we're talking about here. Oh yeah, Damien Priest will probably win, Balor will probably win." And the best matches are the ones that can suspend that disbelief, and they've been, been able to do that with um, Drake Maverick in the last sort of three four weeks in this tournament. It's been brilliant, uh, and the, the moment with the Triple H giving him the contract was genuinely emotional. So well done uh, for them because. Yeah, it was excellent. But the other thing is, um, the speaking of the UK Island takeover, Jordan Devlin coming back will be quite interesting. I mean, mm. it might not happen for a while, but still, the idea of there being those two cruiserweight champions, the interim and the and the main one, um, Devlin versus well, supposing Phantasma keeps the title for a while. I think Devlin is someone that. Hunter definitely hasn't has an eye on, uh, and, and I, there's a couple from that sort of class of initial UK guys and girls. Tony Storm being one, uh, Devlin being one. Uh, I think Hunter's pretty high on Joe Coffey, given he was sort of Pete Dunne's first, uh, yeah. and obviously Pete Dunne himself. So I can, see if in terms of given the amount of call ups that we've, we're seeing now, I can see a few from uh, UK being poached by Maine. NXT, obviously, uh, coronavirus permitting. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. I think especially uh, Coffee and uh, Gallus, I'm going to go with. Yes, yes. Look, look at me, rem- remembering stuff. Remembering <laughs> names. Well, <laughs> can't remember Killian Day. No. You can remember the other UK, no. the other yeah. <clears throat> big blokes. Yep, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think that makes sense. As we've said on many podcasts, Triple H does. He loves a a, a stable. He loves a stable. So he does. He, he does. He loves a stable. So yeah, uh, but we'll get back on the card. Uh, I agree with. I agree. Uh, I'll go with Finn Balor as well. But um, the most interesting match of the event for me, um, who is a main roster hall, obviously is. Is the one that includes Charlotte Flair, um, but Charlotte Flair, Ray Ripley, and Ayo Shirai. I mean, that that's like dream match stuff, isn't it? To do. Who is on mute? If it really is. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, I was on mute. <laughs> um, it really is. And I, I think the the biggest thing for me as well is this is this is a pay-per-view headliner on, on the main roster for me. Um, 
it, you've obviously got Charlotte there, who's naturally a, a headliner, and then you've got, for me, EO is probably the best worker they have in the women's division, in all, mm-hmm. all the women's divisions in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Rhea, who's just, she hit lightning in a bottle. Um, they might have cooled her a little bit, but I think they did a lot of good work with her, with the vignette they, they did on NXT this past week, uh, for all the girls, but especially for Rhea as well, where she's basically saying, you know, she's showcased waking up really early in the morning, doing her meal prep, going to the gym, and she's saying she just wants to win now. Uh, last year, 2019, she ended the year with you know, the highest moment of her career. And then 2020 has just been a wreck. Um, she thought, you know, this was my opportunity challenging Charlotte. I get to be on the big stage. So um, she was excited for that and then actually losing. Um, I think she captured the fact that she didn't realize, like because she was on such a high, she didn't think she could lose. And then when she lost, like reality set, and it's like, okay, I got to get back to work. Um, so I think they did well there. And then in terms of EOS one, um, if you want to see a really like alternative, not something I expected from WWE vignette, then I would, I would, I would definitely go and watch that. All three of them play sort of interlocked with each other, but EOS one, she's underwater and they're basically bubbles coming out, uh, from her mouth and she's just talking about, um, you know, the, the fact that she is mysterious and, She's coming to be the best and all of that stuff. It was very dark, but very, very cool as well. Um, and then Charlotte, her, her, her side of the story is that, you know, they, when she came back to NXT, they were chanting that Bianca, um, phrase, you don't even go here. And she's talking about how, excuse me, I don't even go here. I'm, I made this place. Um, and then, you know, just, just, the pressure of coming back to NXT and having to deliver and all of that. So I thought that vignette just put every single person over, made the match even bigger than it already is. In terms of um, how they go about booking it, it, as you say, this is going to be really, really fascinating. For me, I want EO to win it, but I don't see how she wins it because Charlotte's definitely not getting pinned, and I don't know if they would pin Rhea, because that would kind of be like two losses in a row for her, and and that would really be um, uh, cooling her down a lot, which I'm not sure they want to do. But for for my for my fantasy booking, or the way I would want it to go, um, is yeah, I'd have Io win it, and then have Rhea chasing her. Charlotte can go back to to Raw and SmackDown, and and obviously Charlotte can then challenge. Oscar having, you know, come back to Raw, uh, Oscar being the face, Charlotte can be the heel. And, and I think that would be a pretty fire feud. Charlotte can obviously continue to say, you've never really beaten me and you didn't pin me. Uh, you know, I wasn't pinned in the triple threat number one contender. There you go. Charlotte's automatically the number one contender. Um, and then you let the, the NXT women's division continue the, the way it's continued. But, the hesitation I have with that is that, um, it's, you know, there, there's been, I think, I can't remember where I saw it, whether it was charlatting an interview or something, but basically there's a big, big idea of having Charlotte lift up 
the NXT division, her facing all the women in NXT is meant to um, be something that helps the division grow. And they might want to continue that for a while yet. But yeah, so I'm, I'll go with my gut, uh, well, with my heart, sorry, and say EO to win it. I'll just go Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Following on from well, following on from a couple of points there that Tony made, I think one the video is brilliant. Uh, following on from point you made, guy, this is a absolute class sort of main event style match, um, and it built up to really well. And also Io Shirai going from uh, basically just Japanese wrestler to the Joshi Judas has been an incredible glow-up of a character. Um, but yeah, I think it's basically that what Teddy was saying stems from an interview that uh, Hunter and Sean gave, basically saying, yeah, exactly that, that Charlotte's here to raise the division. Uh, basically said, yeah, the NXT Women's title is one of the most meaningful ones in the business. This is, this is me quoting. Um, they've got something to prove. They're going, out of way, they're going out of their way to make a name for themselves. NXT is a place where people come to prove something. So basically insinuating that Charlotte's here to prove that she can still hang with the supposed best women's division in the, in the like land. Uh, and yeah, basically what Taddy says exactly right. They think Charlotte can sort of raise the bar even further with the NXT women's division. They think that she can make it still really relevant. I think now that Shayna left, there was a bit of a vacuum of, well, sort of a vacuum, not in terms of talent, but I think in terms of the the threat, the one that you sort of want to see lose and won't lose because everyone else was sort of like a popular decision to be chair. Not not popular in like a bad way, but sort of if if they won the title and there were fans, it would have been cheered. Whereas with Charlotte, I think you have someone that can be chased down. The issue comes with the fact that you surely can't pin Rhea again. Because you want to keep her hot and you can't really pin Ao because she's already like, yeah, like Teddy was saying, probably the best pure wrestler in the women's anywhere and almost certainly deserves to have another shot at Charlotte after this because of the way they've set up this feud. Um, so I mean, I'm honestly and ironically somewhat given how intent I was on Rhea winning at Mania, I think there's almost a better chance of Rhea getting pinned here than, than Io. But yeah, I'm with you guys. I think Charlotte will probably win. And I I can honestly say I wouldn't be that disheartened by it either, which is interesting. Yeah, I think it makes sense, especially with, because obviously Charlotte's on NXT on the main roster. I think you need her to be strong for both shows. Um, and having her just show up one day on Raw when all the casuals are watching, it's like, why don't you have a belt anymore? <laughs> it'd be a bit random. So I think they kind of need Yeah, that's to, a good point, actually. Yeah, that's a very good point. I think they need to have this kind of, Maybe if they... Maybe... I don't know. Depends how long they want Charlotte to have the belt, I suppose. If they want if they want Charlotte to look strong, maybe have a lose it... Or if they want the crown anymore, maybe have a lose it on SummerSlam Survivor Series next year's WrestleMania, whatever. Maybe keep it till then, and you have a crowning moment for someone and hype for someone. Um, but if she just turns up one one month for the casuals on Raw and she doesn't have a belt, I think it'll make her look weak, and then she'll obviously just beat Asuka straight away for the Raw title. That's that's seemingly how it will work. <laughs> so I, I think she needs the belt at the end. But uh, I, I I would like um, Ayo because she's probably she must be the best women's wrestler not to have held it so far. Because Kyrie, yeah, she's the it. best best women's wrestler in the world right now. Hmm. So yeah, absolutely. She must be due. She must be due at some point. 
But uh, anyway, uh, it'll. Uh, this is. I think this is proper WrestleMania fodder, and we kind of get in a random NXT event, so that, that's good. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. And what Wikipedia's got listed as the main event, uh, whether it will be or not, who knows. But uh, Champa v Cross, um, uh, Alex. I mean, this is probably the bits I've seen most on social media, and it it looks mental. <laughs> that's pretty much what, that, that, that's how I'm going to lead into the question. That's pretty much all. What what's the it what's is. the crack? Yeah, no, it absolutely is mental. Uh cross has been like every now and then you just get the reminder that oh god they can do just some awesome stuff for guys that you haven't seen before like they can make you hyped about a character i think we even discussed on the pod they can make you hyped about a character without you even seeing them once in the ring uh which is just exceptional exceptional sort of i'm not sure if it's booking or presentation but it's one of them uh cross and champa have been going back and forth these promos excellently um, Scarlet is just so hot, but also she's a genuinely great presence to have. I'm surprised they haven't had her talk as much. I'm also surprised by how good Cross's promo is because I don't remember his promo being that great an impact. But I guess again, context and having a bit someone better to play off. Um, Cross surely has to win this because he has looked absolutely lethal uh, in a great way. Again, yeah, it's the presentation. They make his Doomsday Saito is brilliant. His promo work is brilliant. His entrance is phenomenal. Uh, having Scarlet just sort of come out and scout Champa, excellent. Um, and this is how you make a very, very what's the right in terms of intimidating, yes, but also fascinating. I think compelling heel characters are the ones that you that immediately come out and you go, Jesus, that's intense. Um, so yeah, so I've been pleasantly surprised by the, what what they've done with him as well because I did not expect it from Cross. Yeah, I, it, it, from the little bits I've seen, Alex, it, it does look he does look very impressive, and especially the presentation of, of it and stuff. But uh, to do what you saw of Cross in the in the Indies, did did you think it had this level in? Because I, I, as Alex said, <laughs> you get invested in someone who's brand new to you, but that's pretty much where I am. What was he like in the Indies, and did did you see this? I think what, what satanic character was what Alec called him earlier. Um, well, with his TikTok gimmick, I thought he was doing really well, and it seemed like he he had his pick of who he could go to. Um, it, when he when he was coming to WWE, I thought he was going to go straight to the main roster. Um, I thought he was going to be one of those guys that can afford to skip NXT, but obviously. WWE loves to have guys through NXT, especially for um, TV presentation work. Uh, they need to know which cameras to face, um, how to, you know, work the WWE style. And I suppose it's interesting now during the Rona era because they've had to change the camera angle. Um, the hard cam is now uh, in a different position. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. But in terms of when he came in, they would have wanted him to to get all that uh, worked out before he he showcased on the main roster. I think in terms of his gimmick, the entrance and everything is fantastic. I, I absolutely love it. Just uh, as Alex said, just him having the entrance on on his opening before he's even wrestled, you know, this is a this guy's a big deal. And then they amplify that by having him go after Champa. 
who is NXT. Mm. So right off the bat, you know, this guy, you know, it's that old age saying, and, and maybe if he was a baby face, he, he would have gone out and explicitly said this, but it's that old age saying of, you know, you, you get to the playground, you, you, you pick the biggest guy there and you punch him in the face and you knock him down. Everyone's going to respect you. Uh, it seems like that's the kind of gimmick he's going for here. Mm. And I, I, I'm going to go with him winning. I, I think he, Champa puts him over and he goes yeah. over clean and it's just uh, a rocket ship for him and he, he goes up from here. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I'd agree with that. Um, for Alex, for someone who's not familiar with him, like me, I mean, what what type of worker is he? Is he technical? Is he just a unit of yeet people, brawler? What what, what were you expecting there? Or is there anyone similar you could compare him to? Yeah, sort of. Um, Alistair Black without as many strikes and more sort of suplexes. Right. Very much a UFC sort of guy, but he's much smoother than, say, uh, he's, um, I mean, he's sort of riddle. In the in the sort of hard hitting way, loves his submissions. Um, yeah, we've seen the Doomsday Saito. We've seen the uh, what would you what would you call it the um, the chokehold? I can't even remember what he calls it, but yeah, the sort of chicken chicken wing cross face sort of thing. Uh, those are basically the only two moves we've seen. So it's going to be interesting to see where he fo- whether he focuses more on the UFC stuff or whether he just goes full on like pain infliction pain inflicting brawler um it's hard to really relay him to to be like someone but certainly i'd say that sort of ufc style that we've seen very hard hitting uh and very intense too his facial expressions are very good and I, that was one of the things i always sort of doubted was his ability to put on a stunning match so i don't think we saw it that much an impact um certainly an impact sort of by the end scarlet was the one getting a lot more of the attention Scarlet Bordeaux as the smoke show, and rightfully so, because she's an excellent sort of... I hate this word, but valet in the way that mm. in the 80s, the valets used to attract a lot of the attention. Does she wrestle, or is she just simply manager valet type stuff? Mostly manager valet. She wrestled, she's wrestled a bit in Ring of Honor. She's certainly improved, um, but it was mostly like mixed tag team matches and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, her her real attributes are in sort of getting attention. As a smoke show, she did a lot of sort of provocative sexual stuff. Uh, she's quite good on the microphone in a in a sort of valet way of get attention. Is she just a good um, version of Lana. Yeah, a very a very good version of Lana. Right. Um, okay. Everything that makes Lana annoying, Scarlet is good at. Uh, and yeah, again, she's she's got a good personality to it, and the fact that I think WWE wanted her really badly uh, mm. for NXT. I mean, she was already paired off with someone, and they they ditched that idea when there was the chance to sign Cross came in. So I I think right. yeah, you'll you'll be impressed with both of them. I think right? okay, when we see them on on Sunday. Well, seeing as you've compared them to Riddle. Alistair Black. <laughs> if he doesn't have a five-star yeah. classic, I'm going to be disappointed. Just a, just, just a rigid expectation. I'm going to be disappointed. That's going to be the question, though, is whether or not he can have... And I'm not judging him yet, but he, I haven't seen him put on a classic, so that's one of the things that he's going to have to learn. Mm. Is, is the talent there, though, and it just not clicked? Or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely the talent's there. Okay, okay. But, um, yeah, we're, 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 we're out to D for the finish. He just... 
more in, more important stuff than podcasting. He's got a, he's got a phone call from from his boss, so we're gonna have to finish up without him, Alex. But I mean, there's only one thing left to talk about, really, in that the overall show. I mean, it's gonna be hard to top some of the takeovers, considering there's no crowd and stuff like that. But um, we've seen the freedom that no, well, no proper crowd, I should say, now now, um, but no proper crowd. It, can this elevate, or can this be a show that's on the same level as usual takeovers? I know it's not not a takeover, but you get what I mean. I think it'll be different. I don't think we should measure it by a normal takeover standard necessarily, but I think it will be good because sort of every takeover is. Um, and yes, the circumstances are different, but they'll find a way to make it good. So I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I look forward to WrestleMania. Money in the bank, I had question marks over, but that, that turned out to be fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Yes. Uh, but this one I'm just purely looking forward to from a wrestling point of view. Like, I, I, I didn't watch um, uh, Double or Nothing from AEW, which is probably more similar to this. Um, so this is probably the first proper wrestling event I'm looking forward to in a while, just purely for the wrestling, because we, we've gone through some matches there um, and some of five star potential. But what what's your what are you looking forward to most this weekend or this Sunday? Debut of Cross. Um seeing what Scarlet wears. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that women's match may well be a match of the year contender. We say that a lot, but um, it's just in terms okay, I'll contextualize that. A match of the year contender for the Rona matches, for matches without a crowd, mm. because it's gonna I reckon it's gonna be awesome. We, we, don't, know how, we don't know how long the Rona year is. <laughs> True. Could be a while. Um and I think uh, I'm I'm curious to see what Cold Dream looks like. So mm. I, I don't honestly don't know what it will be like. But the whole show I'm genuinely excited for. Uh, I did not think we'd get an NXT takeover for a while. I'm glad that they're doing it in your house sort of adaptation of it and um yeah it's it's been great and guy i just want to congratulate me and you we managed to get through an entire podcast without talking about otis or the fiend um i mean it probably was because (laughs) probably was because smackdown wasn't a topic but still that's that's beside the point the point is we've Mm. done well guy we um done well so if the fiend beats adam cole (laughs) (laughs) that'd be amazing uh, but anyway, yeah, for me, I'm really looking forward to Keith Lee v. Johnny Gargano. If if what Wikipedia's got listed, it has that tag team match spot where it just goes, well, we'll just have a four-star match to liven up what usually is the crowd. But uh, the first match tends to be always one that just blows up. It's just, it's just amazing. So if it's that, it, it'll be amazing, I reckon. So, yeah. But uh, the whole card, even the six women's tag match, it'll be better than anything on the main roster, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yes, that that women's match. Uh, what do you what do you reckon will be the main event before we finish? I reckon it might be the women, actually. I think they might do the um, second night of WrestleMania thing where they have the cinematic match go on second to last. But I think it'll, it'll either be Cole... Um, Dream or the women's match, but it wouldn't mm. surprise me if it was the women. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably agree with the uh, the women choice there. Uh, especially, well, it's re- it's WrestleMania worthy. Isn't it? Um, 
but yeah, let's finish up there. Uh, look forward to a good good event on Sunday. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the podcast. It's not been eight hours long as I, as I said at the start of the podcast. Uh, but we'll see you next week because we'll have this to review. We can talk about SmackDown. We can talk about Raw. So yeah, that one will be long. Well, I know. I apologise for that now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you, Alex. And thank you for Tadiwa, who's probably listening somehow in the background, being, being sneaky. Um, but thank you, Alex. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.